Welcome to the Realities of College Recruiting Podcast, where our team of former college coaches, players, and MLB scouts tackle the most critical college recruiting topics. With guests including college coaches, MLB pro scouts, and industry insiders, we will empower you with the tips and strategies needed to gain an advantage in your college recruiting process. The Sports Force Podcast is powered by our partner, Five Tool Baseball. Okay, let's start the show. All right. Happy Sunday evening, everybody. Welcome. Uh, thank you for turning, tuning in to uh, this Alternatives to Four-Year Schools Twitter space. Uh, my name is Coach Matt Kelly. I am operating off of the Sports Force Twitter account this evening. My personal account is at CoachKelly01 on Twitter. Uh, really excited to get this one going tonight. Uh, we've, we've been a, a little quiet recently, uh, especially myself and, and Coach Katz, who you can see is, is speaking tonight as well. But um, this is a topic that's it's become it's become increasingly relevant and more popular. Uh, and I personally have had quite a bit of experience um, with the two main areas that we're going to cover this evening. So really excited to get this one going. Uh, before we dive in, I, I want to give a little bit of background on Sports Force and what we do. So Sports Force Baseball has been around for over 13 years now. Uh, part of what we do is we partner with a limited number of families every year and help guide them through the college baseball recruiting process. Um, but a big reason of why we exist is to educate the masses based on uh, the experience and knowledge of our advisors um, and the people that you are going to be listening to here this evening. So we have over 30 advisors on staff with either college coaching um, or professional coaching and playing experience, whose mission is now to help families uh, through the process of being recruited to play college baseball. And a new service that we now offer is a 45-minute complete college recruiting assessment. Uh, and that, that covers your prospect rating uh, given by our advisors, as well as an unbiased scouting report to kind of help you understand where you're at in the process, as well as what you need to do to reach your goals. Uh, that is $199 per session. It does come with a, a whole bunch of sports force materials and guides and all kinds of things uh, on the recruiting process. So if that is something you're interested in, uh, please feel free to shoot me a DM on the sports force account, or like I, I mentioned earlier, my personal account at coach Kelly zero one. So um, before I, I ramble on any further, I want to introduce uh, the rest of the panel here. As I said, my name is Matt Kelly. Um, I have coached at every level from high school to college and even post-grad that we will be covering here tonight. Um, and we have a, a few more speakers on with us this evening who um, are going to drop a lot of valuable insight. So without further ado, we'll start with Coach Jesse Katz. Jesse, welcome. Thanks, Matt. Good evening, everybody. Um, as Matt said, my name is Jesse Katz. I am a consultant with Sports Force Baseball. I started on a couple months ago. Um, for the past seven years, I was coaching full-time at the collegiate level as a pitching coach and recruiting coordinator before making the decision to jump into higher ed administration. Um, this is a really uh, unique and fun topic for me as at every school that I've been a part of. We've had a heavy, heavy involvement in recruiting junior college kids, but also I felt like I was one of the first uh, first schools that started recruiting the postgrad pretty heavily when I was down coaching at Kaiser University. So I'm really excited to talk about the benefits of, of postgrad in junior college tonight. Awesome. Thank you, Coach Katz. We also have Coach Blake Rowlett. Blake, welcome. 
Awesome. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it and uh, love spreading word about, you know, what a postgrad is and uh, just the benefits of it. This is going to be uh, our third year in existence at uh, PGS, where we're located uh, right in the heart of Scottsdale, Arizona. Awesome. Yeah, we, we love to have you on here, Blake. Um, like we mentioned, the postgrad thing is growing rapidly. Um, it's, it's a little bit more concentrated over in my neck of the woods. I am in the, the southeast in Charlotte, North Carolina. However, I know where Blake is at, at PGS in, in Arizona has done a tremendous job out there as well. Um, and finally, we have another uh, Sports Force advisor on with us this evening as well, Chad Porter. Chad, welcome. Hey, good evening. How's everyone doing? Um, excited to be on here. Um, I'm a new Sports Force advisor. Uh, I have 20 years of college coaching experience. I was the head baseball coach at two Division II schools, Texas A&M International University and High Valley University, and and, and I'm currently a high school coach. So, uh, you know, excited to be on this panel and um, give out any information possible. Awesome. Thank you, Chad. So, yeah, we, we got some great knowledge, some great experience on the panel here this evening. Um, I do want to remind everybody, if you do have any questions pertaining to the topic here this evening, please feel free to shoot me a DM um, at the Sports Force account, as well as um, on my personal account at Coach Kelly01. We'll do our best to get to all of them, and just know that we will keep your names anonymous. Um, so don't feel like there's any reason that you shouldn't ask a question if there's something that you are curious on. So let's get into it. Um, our, our topic of the evening is alternatives to four-year college baseball programs. Um, at this time, that's probably the best way to put it and what we mean by the alternatives to four-year college baseball programs. The two main parts are junior college and post-grad. Um, and we've already kind of brought those up a little bit, but um, junior college is it's increasingly popular, especially for four-year schools who are recruiting. Um, it's just another avenue that has opened up for them to recruit. It's not just out of high school like it used to be back in the day. Uh, a lot of these schools are pulling heavily from the junior college level, and, and that's becoming a, a very mainstream, very popular option for high school athletes. The other side is the postgrad side, um, which we have Coach Rowlett on here, who is, is currently a postgrad head coach. Uh, I have held the same role in the past, and it's a very, uh, very unknown um, avenue to take in in baseball right now but uh hopefully the goal is to kind of spread a little a little awareness a little information um and see if that might be a good fit for you out there uh whoever is listening so that postgrad is it's just starting to boom right now but like i said there's still very little knowledge about it so um we'll remind you one more time if you do have questions please shoot those over on dm so um so we'll start with junior college and, and coach Katz. i want to kind of start with you um i guess if, if you had to, if you were a high school athlete, why would you consider junior college, if at all? What what benefits does junior college pose? You know what? I think uh, exposure is, is a huge one. Um, you know, not, you know, if you're from a smaller area and not a highly exposed area, going to junior college offers you two more years of exposure. Um, but, but the other big one that everybody talks about is the development side. Um, a lot of junior colleges now are focused on development. Um, and it's mostly of the skill and tool development rather than the, the actual in-game development. And so, um, you know, for a, for a kid looking to go to a place where they're going to develop their tools and their, their skills, um, the junior college has been uh, a really big benefit to them. But then the other part is it is much cheaper. Um, I think that's, that one goes without being, needing to be said. Um, it's extremely affordable to go to the junior college level. 
Um, you know, and there's some four years out there that are equally as affordable, but, but junior college is historically a more affordable level to go to. So it does give you two years of, of saving a little bit of money. No, I, I totally agree. Um, and the, the cost factor is huge for so many families uh, looking to, especially for non-scholarship athletes, go to some of these bigger schools that have huge price tags on them. And you look at a, a very competitive junior college who's routinely sending these guys to, to big four-year schools to compete for top jobs, um, and it's costing them a fraction of the price. It's, it's certainly a, you know, the financial piece is huge to it. Coach Porter, did you have anything you would add to that? Yeah, um, I agree to, to all of the above. I think that I recruited a lot of junior college kids, you know, in my coaching career. And, any, and, a, and a lot of schools at the Division II and NAI level recruit a lot of junior college kids. And, you know, basically when a kid graduates at 17 or 18, um, they go to JUCO route. You know, by the time they're, you know, 19 or 20, could look completely different. Right. And and ju the junior college level is extremely competitive. And especially when you get kids from some of the top conferences, even kids that aren't everyday guys, players at junior at the junior college level, when they're around a lot of other good players and play against good competition. Um, they can really help a lot of, you know, small D2s or, or you know, NAIAs threes, whatever. So I, I think the junior college route is a great route. Yeah. And coach Porter, I think you just kind of alluded to, you know, the, the benefit that these four year schools have when recruiting out of a junior college is, you know, you can get a very talented high school baseball player, just like you can get a very talented junior college player, but it's that experience of, of being a college student athlete. Um, and there's really nothing like it that compares at the high school level. And I think that's such a, such a important piece of this uh, to realize that, that these coaches are, I mean, there are some major programs that are recruiting half out of high schools and half out of junior colleges and postgrads. Uh, it's, it's, it, and some of them even higher than that, even higher than 50%. And that is, you know, a, a lot of it is because yes, they've had more time to develop, um, and, and get exposed to these, these bigger schools, but they know that they're getting a player that has played at the college level. They're used to college pace of play and the schedule and the travel. Um, and, and these are, these are players who are committed to it, um, who have been through it and they know what they're getting and they want to dig their heels in even further. So I think that's a huge piece to it. Coach Rowlett, did you have anything you, you would like to add? I know you're on the post-grad side of things right now, but in my experience coaching at a post-grad, um, we deal a lot with junior colleges and we sent a, a lot of guys to junior colleges who after a year of, of post-grad decided that was a, a beneficial route for them. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, for those that aren't as familiar with postgrad, our schedule is mostly comprised of junior colleges uh, as well as the mixed in, you know, NAI JVs. Uh, so we do get to see, especially in Arizona, right? Uh, junior college baseball is phenomenal. I think we have two teams that were in the World Series and the defending national champions uh, that we're able to put on our schedule. So uh, definitely understand how, how high level the, the talent is um, at junior college. And, you know, I, I do definitely think it's a great avenue. And, and that's another piece I would add, you know, at the, the postgrad that I coached at uh, here in North Carolina, some of the schools we played, uh, Caldwell Tech being probably the best program we played. I mean, they were playing their third, fourth string guys. We're talking about a Division three junior college who rocked us. Uh, we played two doubleheaders against them, and it was 
it can be really eye-opening um, for some of these guys who were really good high school baseball players who are expecting to walk in and be really good college baseball players. And you kind of see that, you know, at every level of college baseball, there are some dudes out there and there are some teams and, and some coaches that know what they're doing and they're, they're going to rock you. And, and like coach said, you know, they have terrific junior college baseball um, out in Arizona um, in my area. I mean, Walter state is only a few hours from where I am now. And that's a perennial contender. Um, we, we sent a player to Wabash Valley, um, who's once again, another perennial contender. I mean, you have all the Texas junior colleges and the Florida junior colleges. And, and you look at the kids that are coming out of these programs. I shouldn't even say kids, these athletes who are coming out of these programs um, and getting drafted, right? There was a top 10 Cam Collier came out of uh, Chipola in Florida, was drafted straight out of a junior college top 10 overall pick. Um, and so you have some some tremendous talent that's you know either getting drafted or going on to these bigger power five schools or mid majors where they're making a, a huge impact. Um, and even though they didn't go there directly out of high school, they chose a route that was uh, probably less conventional, less popular at the time without the name recognition. And it catapulted them to where they are now. So, you know, kind of on that note, coach, I, I kind of want to get into, you know, the same, the same thing, but post-grad, you know, why would post-grad be a good route for, uh, for a high school kid to choose? Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, first off, as you had touched on, right, postgrads are are starting to kind of come to form where people are starting to ask questions on what this is. Um, you know, this is our third year. Uh, we've had a roster of 24 and then we had over 30. And now this year uh, we have uh, over 40 guys coming in. So it's become more and more popular. I think we've had 52 players in our program over the last two years and 50 are currently on college rosters out of those 52. So they're able to come in. We've actually kept, you know, around a 500 record playing these really good junior colleges uh, with full scholarships. So it's a little bit of a different avenue. It's extremely competitive. But one of the main differences is just kind of how we structure our program to like a junior college, right? Everything that we do is, is purely individual and development based where, you know, you're going to come in, we're going to separate infielders, outfielders, catchers, and pitchers. We're going to create them a plan and those practices are going to be in. So, you know, all five days a week, we're doing indies. You're taking the infielders are getting 75 to hundred round balls. They're out there for an hour and a half. The outfielders come, they do the same thing. The catchers get their work. Uh, and then we're able to split it up into hitting groups by who's working on which things that day of the week. It's just a really cool thing that we're able to do. Uh, we can eliminate some fall games to kind of prioritize development. Uh, and then when the guys come back in the spring, we've seen a really good success uh, just being stronger than they were, right? We get a lot of 83 to 85s on the mound where junior colleges might be coming in, you know, upper 80s, low 90s guys. It's, it's our job to develop those uh, into the upper eights, into the low nines, so we can compete with these top schools. Uh, it's just a, it's a great avenue for kids to go that want to just, you know, prioritize development. I couldn't agree more, um, you know, and, and if you have – good coaches like I know you guys you guys do down there in Arizona uh, it can it can really create an individualized plan um, and that's kind of the the beauty of postgrad right now is there's not a set of rules like there is an NCAA or NJCAA um, you know it's whatever is best for the athlete and and these are these are businesses um, they, they exist to make money like a business does however you find the good ones who you know have this this drive to help the individual player and do whatever is best. And if that is more game reps, 
um, they can get you more game reps. There's no one telling them they can't schedule more games. You know, if, if the benefit is, you know, if, if what the player needs is physical development, they need to get you in the weight room. They can get you on a weight room plan. That's, that's going to kick your butt. You know, they can, they can get you in there, whatever <laughs> you need. If you need more ground balls, you need to do whatever it is. Uh, that's kind of the beauty of these programs. Uh, Coach Katz, you said you, you were kind of at the forefront of your program recruiting from post-grads. Um, what did you see out of a post-grad kid that made you kind of think like, hey, this is a guy we should take a look at? Yeah, so, you know, kind of backstory on that. About five years ago when I was coaching at Kaiser University in Florida, there were maybe like three big post-grads down there at the time, and you really hadn't, didn't hear much about, about post-grads anywhere else, um, IMG being being probably the biggest one. Um, and I was coaching the developmental team there, and, and we would always schedule those teams on our on our schedule. But, you know, playing those teams – I think the biggest thing that you see out of them that, you know, that makes them want you want to recruit them to your program is they do get that full year of baseball of playing that competitive schedule against junior colleges and, you know, four year JV teams and and they get that full schedule, but they don't lose a year of eligibility for doing it. So you get a kid that played a full year of basically college baseball, a full year of training at the college level um, without losing that eligibility. Um, and, and, you know, the thing that you see at the, at the four-year level, the, the biggest transition from high school to, to college is, is really time management and schedule, the amount that you're practicing, the amount that you're in the weight room. And, and these kids get that exposure to it without losing that year of eligibility. So that was huge for, for me on my end was getting those kids that had that full year of experience, that full learning year of time management and, and what it's like to, to be on a college schedule without losing that year of eligibility. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll get a little bit into the eligibility piece uh, as well. Uh, but that is a very important thing to note is that's, that's a big difference between post-grad and junior college is, is not losing that year of eligibility with the NCAA uh, when you go to a post-grad right away. Uh, Coach Rowley, did you have something to add there? I was just going to say, you know, he makes a great point, right? As long as you stay under, you know, the 12 uh, credit hours, you're not full-time, you don't lose that eligibility. So our players do have the advantage of, of being able to kind of pick and choose their courses. Uh, you know, maybe they can only handle two classes in the fall and get used to that work management where maybe, you know, they get a little bit more comfortable with it. And then, you know, in the spring with the game schedule, they can handle, you know, a full like nine hours or so. So it's definitely a benefit over just coming out of high school and, and you do still get to come in as a freshman. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's a big, big thing for some of these kids to be away from mom and dad for the first time and have to manage their own time and, and all the little things, right? Like cafeteria closes half hour after practice ends, you know, and, and just little things like that where you don't have somebody holding your hand all the time. And that, that year that some people need, quite honestly, uh, is super beneficial to have those, those smaller life experiences and just kind of figure that stuff out and not lose a year of, of college baseball on top of it. Uh, Coach Porter, do you have anything to add there? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. So kids from post-grad and junior college, they understand the grind because college baseball, um, it's a grind, you know, you, you, you know, and depending on what level that, that you, you start at, you know, um, junior college at least, and I know post-grad, obviously the rules are so different than NCA schools and even NAIA. So, you know, these kids understand that there's, you know, weights at 6 a.m. and then you're back out doing indie work at 2 o'clock and a team practice. And, you know, in junior college, um, you have 
to understand too that you're playing like 20 games in the fall on top of all that plus um inner squads and so you get a lot of games in even in the fall and then and then back you know 40 or 50 in the spring so i think college coach when kids get on your campus there's a big difference um in the maturity at times of a high school senior and a junior college um, or someone that's been in a post-grad program. They understand the grind. They, they kind of land a little easier and uh, are able to get in a routine. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, there's so much more to it than just being a quality baseball player. It's, it's character stuff. It's time management stuff. It's all these other factors that, you know, when your parents, when you're sending your son away for the first time that they've, uh, they've left home, you know, when they're 18, 19 years old, uh, college coaches, especially these, these division one coaches or high level college coaches have high expectations. Um, and they don't like to hear, uh, you know, I was, I was late to lift because I forgot to do this. It, it just doesn't fly. Right. And, and learning those kinds of things earlier can be a huge benefit and both junior college and post-grad uh, teach those kind of things quite honestly. And every program's different, obviously, um, but they really do. Uh, they they kind of teach those life lessons. Um, I want to go back to um, a little bit of like I like I mentioned, these postgrad programs are uh, they are a business. They they exist to make money. However, I don't mean that in the sense of they're trying to take your money. Um, a business is only going to survive if they're putting a quality product out there. And we've seen uh, if you try to look up postgrad baseball programs, you're going to find less than thirty programs in the whole country. Um, and that's for a multitude of reasons. A, it's very new. It's, it's a new process. B, it, it you know, it's expensive. Uh, C, there's not a, an exact model, right? Everyone would love to be IMG, but to have that amount of money is, is not realistic for everybody. Um, so there's not many out there, but a huge piece of what makes these businesses successful, uh, these post-grad p- programs are their businesses. What they do is they work hard to get their athletes placed at the right fit for them at the next level and if they if they can't do that they're simply not going to exist because the word is going to get out that hey we spent this amount of money for this post-grad program we did all this stuff and i i ended up with nothing um it didn't get me anywhere i was away from home i got no college offers i didn't get any better whatever it is so they need to be making sure they're putting a quality product out there with quality coaching um, a good organizational structure and getting kids placed. Uh, Coach Rowley, did you have anything you want to add on, on kind of that back end part of postgrad? Absolutely. I mean, the, the most important thing for us is not only sending them to the right fit, but setting them up for success when they get there. Right. You know, if we we could just send guys to bigger name schools because, you know, that might be that might look good on the website. But if they don't play and they get released or they're walking on, right, and, and they're number 87 or whatever it may be, that doesn't do them any good or us any benefit. So we have to put the work in on the player and the human being to make sure they do have that success whenever they get to their university. You nailed it. You hit the nail right on the head. Um, so if if we kind of take these, these same the JUCO postgrad and we, we kind of talk about the implications of getting recruited, of getting to that next level, and specifically the eligibility, um, kind of clearing that up for, for people. Um, Coach Katz, I kind of want to throw this to you to start here, um, specifically with JUCO. As a recruiting coordinator, um, what impact does knowing that a kid came from a JUCO, other than the, the tangible stuff, right, like he has the experience of the college schedule and all that, what does it kind of mean internally for a four-year staff? 
You know, I think there's, I mean, it means a lot, both positives and negatives. Like the positive is obviously, um, you know what you're recruiting from a statistical standpoint and, and you know that they're going to be able to fill an immediate need. Um, I think the negative is obviously you only have them for a year or two, depending on how many years they've been at the junior college level. And, and then you've got the, the implications of what do their transcripts look like and how many years of eligibility really count um, with COVID and, and, every, and the COVID waiver. Um, there's been a lot of difficulty um, navigating that with junior college kids because the NCAA, you know, gave one year back, but junior college gave two years back. And so um, there is a lot of, there is a lot of um, both positive and negative. And, and so really, I think the biggest thing that, that you find is, is you're going to fill the immediate need. And, and that's huge at a lot of programs like, Hey, we need a starting catcher or we need a, a number one in our rotation. Let's go to the junior college level to go get that. But then you also understand on the back end that you only have them for that one year, two years, sometimes maybe three years. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's it's a big piece of it. And like you said, there's good and bad with both sides. You're getting, a, in theory, a more polished player who's had some experiences that maybe a high school player hasn't. However, it's not as long-term of a plan, right? You get a, a, a true freshman to come in at, at shortstop and start right away. You know, hopefully you got him for four years. Um, where if you get a junior college guy, like you said, it might be one, two, maybe three years. So there's, there's a little bit of planning around that. So there's some give and take there. Um, Coach Porter, did you have anything you wanted to add there? Yeah, there's definitely some give and take. Because if, you know, I've been in this, been in, I've had this experience, I should say. If you get too JUCO heavy, then you're, then you, you know, you may put the program um, in a tough situation in a year or two. Um, so, you, you know, so a lot of college coaches have to weigh that as well. The other thing is when recruiting junior college players is that, you know, like they get their associate's degree, you're eligible. So it's a, that's kind of a golden ticket, right? So it kind of, it alleviates a little bit of the eligibility concerns. Um, you know, with the NCA, you have to go through the eligibility center in division one and division two, but recruiting the junior college guys, if they had that AA, they were in. Um, now, if they didn't have the AA degree, the associate's degree, um, it didn't mean they weren't in. But and, you know, sometimes the transfer hours and stuff can get a little tricky as well. So um, the ability to go get your associate's degree in two years um, helps immensely in your college program as well. So I think there's a lot of different things to, to weigh, but I definitely agree. There's 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 two sides to it for sure. Awesome. Coach Rowlett, um, you know, I'll, I'll let you kick off the postgrad side of the recruiting thing as well, but is there anything you would add on the JUCO side of it? No, uh, speaking for, you know, myself, I, I did play junior college baseball before I ended up playing um, my last two years at ETSU. And so I definitely understand, you know, the pros and cons of it. The, the biggest thing for us, right, is we, we try to fill that void of, not letting them, you know, kind of be in between not having to 50%, you know, JUCO guys, if we can, we want to, we want our guys to play up to the same level as them. That's why we, we put so much time into our, our strength and conditioning program, because I think all coaches would agree uh, that might be the biggest difference from kids coming straight out of high school to a four-year, even coming out of junior college to a four-year is, is they're so much stronger coming out of a junior college, right? Their bodies look like college athletes, whereas high school kids may not be the same. So we just want our kids to come out looking like they've been in college for two to three years, but have that you know benefit of being a freshman. So that's what we're trying to strive for every day for sure. 
Yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, and and kind of on that same note, like I talked about earlier, it kind of puts the player in the driver's seat in that respect, um, where if they truly want to play college baseball at a high level, um, post-grad and junior college can give them that opportunity to work as hard as they claim they want to work. Um, you know, how many times do, do you see a recruiting email from a kid? Hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm a hard worker. Well, that's, that's kind of the bare minimum, right? To play college baseball is everyone has to work hard. Uh, but that extra year or two at post-grad or junior college really puts you in the driver's seat of how hard do you work? Because it's, it's going to be a hundred percent on you. Um, and like I said, every program is going to be different. Some are required lifts. Some are going to be optional. If some are, you know, everything's, everything's going to be a little bit different, but it really gives the athlete a chance to show, you know, how bad they want it. Um, Coach Katz, Coach Porter, anything you would add on, on just the recruiting implication side uh, in terms of post-grad? Yeah, I, you know, I think – go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. No, you can no, go No, you're ahead. good. Oh, okay. I, I think it's a great – post-grad is a it's, – it's a great program. Um, and it's a great idea because they don't – you know, you don't lose the eligibility. So when I was still – when I was still getting into coaching in college – uh, Post grads are really just starting, and um, I think it's really good. I think the develop the the development for the year, the ability to take college hours, which also go towards your degree. Um, you know, I think it's you can be a full time baseball player and you know develop those character traits that are going to help you get get over the hump. Yeah, and that I was just going to add that last point too about just knocking out credits. Um, you know, I. I know that, you know, most people go and turn, you know, years based on years of eligibility remaining. But um, if you do really have the dream of graduating in four years, like this does really allow you to knock out a couple credits at a time, um, really get exposed to what college coursework is like. Yeah, I think those are those are all great points. Um, and it kind of draws me back to what we've talked a lot about in these Twitter spaces is college coaches want guys who are going to win them games. Uh, and a lot of times that comes in a physical sense. Uh, that means guys who are going to get on base the most, drive in runs, strike guys out, uh, you know, the, the numbers, the metrics. But that also means can you stay on the field academically? Uh, maybe you're a guy who, who didn't get the GPA or ACT you wanted in high school, SAT, whatever it is. Um, these are the other avenues that can help you get back on track. It's going to buy you time. It's not a free pass by any means. College is college. Um, classes are designed to be hard in college. They're, they're designed to teach you things. It's not like high school where it's, you know, they're trying to just kind of push you through. Um, you know, it's, it's an education and it's not supposed to be easy, but um, you're, get, you're getting yourself a little bit more time to get those kinds of things on track, to get your time management skills on track so that the coach only has to worry about the physical part. He wants a player who he knows is going to come in from day one. He doesn't have to worry about, is he going to be to practice on time? Is he, you know, doing the things we ask him to do outside of practice? Is he showing up to class? Is he getting good grades? He doesn't even want that to be on his mind. He wants you to show up uh, and hit your ground balls and work on your swing and work on your pitching mechanics or whatever that is. Um, so, no, awesome stuff, guys. Um, so I kind of want to take a, a little break in the middle here. We'll get back into it. But for those of you who joined late, you are listening to the Sports Force Baseball Twitter space. Uh, talking about alternatives to four-year schools, those being JUCO and post-grad. Uh, you got the voice of Coach Matt Kelly 
I am a college baseball recruiting advisor with Sports Force. Um, and a, a small announcement here, we do have a, if this is a topic you're interested in, this alternative to four-year schools, um, I will be hosting a master class this coming Tuesday that is the 16th at the same time. So that is 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. So um, I will tweet that out here from the Sports Force account, a link to that. You do have to register beforehand, so it's not like a Twitter space where you can just join on. Um, when you're free, you do have to register beforehand. It is, it is free to anybody who is interested, but there are a limited number of spots. So if that is something you're interested in, keep an eye out for that tweet. I am going to send it out right now. Um, so that tweet should have just gone out. So if that is something you're interested in, please register for it. We will do a deep dive on a lot of this stuff. Um, you'll get some, some slide deck information, some more materials that go along with it, uh, be very beneficial. So, um, so let's kind of get back into it. So if, if we're talking about uh, post-grad and JUCO, we want to talk about like, how do we know if either one of those is right for us? And if they are, how do I choose it, right? There are, like I said, there's not a ton of post-grad programs, but they're, they vary differently. Um, you know, myself, uh, it, the post-grad I was at, out on the East Coast, where Coach Rowlett is out on the West Coast. That's a huge physical distance. You have the competition you're playing. You have all these kinds of things that are included in, you know, the cost and the, the housing and the meals. So how to, how to choose your post-grad program. And, and Coach Rowlett, don't be afraid to, uh, to kind of talk up PGS a little bit here. I know you guys do a good job. But, um, you know, what's, what's something beneficial that a, a, a student would look for when choosing a post-grad program? To be honest, it's kind of like choosing a university if you have multiple options, right? The first thing you need to do is look at location. Um, I would look after location, if it's right, you know, look at price point. Uh, are you going to be on your own for a living? Are, you, are your meals on your own? What, what kind of workout facilities do they have? Check out what they've invested into you before you invest into them, right? That's one of the most important things um, that you can really do. Uh, you know, one thing for us is we do provide living. Uh, we have apartments for all of our guys. They come fully furnished. So our price point is basically all that you pay. So that's one of the big benefits, um, you know, I think just to PGS. Uh, and look where they've sent guys and how those guys have had success. And just kind of do your research, right? Uh, I think one of the main points uh, I think that you've said is, you know, post-grad is, you know, I'll put this in, in quotes here, a business, right? But the good ones, especially the coaching staff, like my staff, I can tell you, we've never thought of it as a business a day in our life. Now can't speak of my owner and assistant GM there. That's what they might think. But we think of our kids, you know, as our kids, we have 21 different States covered and then Canada as well. Um, so, you know, we think of these kids as they're all 17, 18, sometimes 19 years old coming from across the country living on their own for the first time. And we're the only supervision, right? There's no teachers, there aren't, you know, advisors or anything like that. So we take great pride in taking care of them like they were our own, making sure we have a, you know, we have coaches live on campus here, making sure that they're all taken care of. We have curfews, different things like that. So there's just a lot of things to look into, right? And I think once you're being recruited, it tells you a lot. How often do they reach out? You know, do they show interest in me or do they just want my money? Different things like that. You just have to be smart with it uh, and just really do your research, uh, you know, whether it's a postgrad or a junior college or a four year, it's a, it's a massive investment. Uh, so the more research, the better. Yeah, I mean, that's all fantastic points. I mean, I had a couple bullet points I just kind of wrote down here and, and you, you covered them all. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing that that I would add is 
um, at this stage, like I said, um, there's, there's less than 30 programs for you to choose from right now. Will that be the case a year from now? It's, you know, probably not. It's probably going to grow exponentially because there are programs like PGS that are working, um, that, that are sending guys and it's, it's proving to be a good option. Um, but at this stage, the players are, are more so in the driver's seat than um, they would be at a junior college or a four-year school. But that is not to say that they're just going to take anyone. Um, I know that there are certain baseline metrics. Um, there are certain things that they're going to look for where you can't just say, hey, I didn't get recruited um, to play college baseball or I didn't get the offers I wanted, so I'm just going to go here. Um, I feel like that's, that's kind of a misconception. Uh, that is not how it works. You do still have to be good because if they're going to put their label on you, um, you know, they're like coach said, the, these guys are investing in you just as much as you are investing in them. And so they're not just going to take anybody. They want a guy they know is going to work hard. And once they leave their program is going to leave a, a positive mark on whatever their program's name is. Um, coach Porter, did you have anything on the, on the post-grad side before we get to do yeah, those were that w- those were awesome, but I would I would say the same thing, and I think it's kind of all kind of all intertwined. You know, I mean, in any recruiting situation, you're going to go on visits, whether it's post grad, junior college. You know, I think it's super super important to see what what they're going to invest in you as a person. You know, and you know you may go somewhere, and they may have some cool Nike shirts and some you know some cleats and stuff, but at the end of the day it's the people business and what, and what the people that are in charge of you, so to speak, are willing to do to help you because this is education and that's what it's about. No. Yeah. I I agree. The last thing I just, I thought you made a really good point. Um, Just, just saying that it's about being good at baseball, right? We have rules we call it, you know, to get recruited. And the number one rule for us is don't suck. Just be good and you'll get recruited, right? And so it's our job to make you good. We're going to give you the tools, you know, and if you do with them what you would like. We're going to make you work hard, but it's the extra work and different things like that. So um, definitely think those are great points. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Coach Katz, did you have anything to add there? Yeah. So from the perspective of a, of a four-year college coach, if I'm, you know, if I'm talking to a recruit and he's trying to decide between a couple of post-grads, you know, I'm going to tell him, Go to the place that's got the best system of development. Um, you've heard me about systems over and over and over again because the system lasts longer than the coaching staff does. And so what I would what I would tell you is find the best program that's got a system of development for you um, because that's how you're going to end up catching the eyes of the four-year coaches after that year at post-grad. And so um, for me, that's, that's, that's what I'd be looking at is, is what – what program is going to best develop my tools? And, and that might be different for everybody. Some post-grad programs might be better at developing one thing rather than another. And so it's really finding about which, which post-grad has the best system of development that fits your need. That, that, was, uh, that was good stuff, Coach Katz. I, I, I could not agree more with that. I, I think that's, that's kind of the biggest thing I've heard tonight is find out what's important to you right? All of these programs are going to do some things better than other programs, but what is, what is most important for you in your development as a player? Do you need to, you know, be a a drastically better hitter to get recruited? Maybe you have a really good arm out of the field and you can track fly balls at center field, but you can't hit. You better find somewhere that has a really good hitting coach, right? Are you an undersized guy? 
uh, and you need to put on some weight to be able to sustain your body at the college level. You've got to find someone with a really good strength trainer. Do you want to play junior college baseball or college baseball in the Southwest? Maybe you got to find somewhere like PGS, right? That's in that area so you can get exposure. It's all about what's finding what's important to you as the player. And that's that can be said for, um, like Coach Rowlett said, selecting your four-year college as well. Uh, you know, it's how, how close are you to home? All these things, even if you weren't playing college baseball that you would have to consider um, when choosing, it's what's most important to you in your development as a baseball player. So if we get into the same thing, choosing a junior college, now it's, it's the same in some ways and different in some ways. Um, I think the biggest difference is there are so many more options at the junior college level. Um, you have in, as opposed to 30, 25 to 30 options at postgrad, you're looking at hundreds of junior colleges and that's NJCAA. Um, you also have the California junior colleges and the junior colleges in Canada um, and they're all over the place. So um, Coach Porter, I'll probably have you start off with this one. If you're selecting a junior college as opposed to a postgrad program, what are you looking for? Yeah, that's that's a great question. So so, you know, a lot of, so you have a couple different things kind of at play here, you know, and, and, you know, academics is, academics is super important too, because sometimes kids and you, and I think you or someone brought this up about SAT scores and stuff like that. So being able to pick a good junior college, that's going to, you know, that's going to help you get better academically, you know, because if you, you can't go anywhere at the four-year level, if you don't, you don't have the grades. I mean, period. So you've got to have someone that's going to be able to help you with that. And you've got two or three years to do it. So, you know, obviously you want to go where you're going to get developed. I mean, and that's, that's kind of the buzzword in, in college baseball and professional baseball today, you know, player development. Um, so am I going to go somewhere that's going to be able to help me, you know, get to where I want to go. And, and that starts, you know, obviously you have to play, you know, uh, don't suck. And, you know, all that stuff, that's, that's exactly right. Because college baseball coaches are looking for um, guys that can play baseball and help them win. But there's always a little bit of a story, you know, it seems when you go to, when you go to junior college for whatever reason, whether you want to get to the division one level and, and, and this coach and this program gets guys to division one. Well, to be able to even get into that program, you've got to have, you've got to be a really good baseball player, right? And if you don't have the grades, you know, are there systems in place that are going to help me get eligible, that are going to help me study better because of the academic requirements of playing in Division One or Division II? Um, so those would be the things that I would look for coming out of high school. I think you nailed it. Uh, Coach Katz, anything to add to what Coach Porter said? Yeah, so, you know, I think the – and maybe this isn't necessarily why, how to pick your junior college, but more so dispelling the common misconception about junior colleges, which is that it's easier to go to and that you're guaranteed playing time. This is just, you know, absolutely not true, and we've had college junior college coaches on our, on our road shows telling us that just like any four-year program, they want to win games too. And so um, when it comes to, to selecting a junior college versus a four-year – it's not just, hey, I'm going to go to this junior college because it's easier for me to go to and I'm going to be guaranteed playing time. It's not. Um, they, they want to win. And so I think turning that back into 
how to selecting your junior college program. I think it goes into exactly the same way you pick a, a four-year or a post-grad. It's, do they have the systems in place to develop me? Am I going to get playing time? Are they going to help me get to that next level that I want to be at, whether that is the four-year level or the professional level? Um, so it's, it's, again, finding the right fit and, and what best fits your needs. And obviously the cost is a part of that. The, um, you know, the, the two years of eligibility um, that you, that you get play in um, all of that is a factor into it. But again, I think the biggest thing that, that I hear all the time is, you know, I'm going to go to junior college cause I'm going to be easier for me to get into and, and I'm going to play right away. And, and that's just not, not true anymore. Yeah. I, I, you know, that's another one where I had my bullet points here. And that's a point I wanted to make on this front is that, you know, choosing a junior college is quite, quite honestly, not that simple, right? You don't just get to say, well, you know, I was pretty good. And I didn't get, you know, recruited by XYZ four year school. So I'm just going to go to this junior college. Um, It's just as competitive in a lot of ways as recruiting for four year schools, you don't get to just say, I'm going to go here. Um, a, a quick search of their roster at some of these junior colleges, you look at the the guys they're pulling in. A lot of them are kickbacks from four-year schools. And you're looking at, you know, you might get a few guys from Puerto Rico um, who are, who do nothing but play baseball all the time. Um, you, you got guys who, you know, you're looking at the roster and a third of them played at division one schools all over the country. And it's like, man, maybe I can't just go here because I, you know, I want to. Um, it's high quality competitive baseball. And there's a reason these guys are sending these programs are sending their guys to um, high powered four year schools. I think the, the biggest one in recent memory was Ben Joyce uh, who came from Walter state in Tennessee, um, a top junior college went to the university of Tennessee is throwing 105 miles an hour and gets drafted. Uh, That's not just, I can just go to Walter state, right? That is a, that is a world-class baseball program that just happens to be under the umbrella of junior college. But in reality, um, they would beat a lot of Division One schools. Um, so it's just something to consider there. So I want to change change direction a little bit and talk about um, Coach Rowlett. Now, it, you are, in a way, uh, you're doing similar to what we do at Sports Force. You're advising your roster on their college selection from your post-grad. Um, so what, is, what are some things, if you're going to send your guys to a junior college, uh, if you guys send players to junior colleges, what are some things you're looking for with your players that are going to help decide what's best for them? Absolutely. And we absolutely do send guys to junior colleges, right? It's all about fit for them. Just as I was talking about why you would come to us is what we explain to our players on why you go somewhere else, right? Are you just going to be a roster spot? Or are you going to have a chance to have a successful career there? I think that goes into it as much as anything, I think once guys come here after the fall, they're so hooked on development. They want to go to a junior college, right? And I know we had said that this is kind of a hot word, you know, but uses development. They get used to kind of throwing on the rap soda. We hit off, you know, these things with these numbers and we just do all these development things. And that's kind of what they fall in love with. But the biggest thing that I always talk to our guys about is, you know, go somewhere that's not comfortable for you because that's how you grow. Let's not follow the girlfriend wherever she goes. Right, let's not go to the junior college that's closest to your hometown if there's seven shortstops and you're a shortstop, right? It, it's let's go somewhere that fits you and that you could play and that you could grow, right? That, that you could go and you can have a successful career. And if it is a junior college, right, go somewhere that you have a good chance to get to a four-year from, right? That, that's kind of what we talk about. Um, but you have to be good enough to play there. Right. Let's let's throw off the name of you called Walter State. And I'm from the area. So you know, or the central Arizona that's here, whoever it may be. 
okay, if you throw 74 and they're trying to recruit you, you're probably not going to play there. So I think just being realistic and wanting truly what's best for their career, that's how we advise them. That's, in, in my opinion, the way to do it, right, is just like we've talked about, um, you know, finding the right fit anywhere, whether it be a junior college, a postgrad, a four years, what matters to you. Um, I think the reason that word development is the buzzword, uh, like, like all of us have kind of alluded to, is because it matters, right? Just like uh, culture is a huge buzzword for in the coaching world. You know, what is, what is the culture of the program? It matters. Uh, and that's why so many people talk about it. So it's, it's kind of going deeper into that development. What about the development? Like I mentioned earlier, do you need to, you know, are you throwing 74, but you want to play at one of these schools? Well, then you need development on the pitching side and likely the strength side. Um, you know, what is it that you need to develop? And the reason you hear that so much is, is because it matters. Um, so the, the last piece I kind of wanted to get into here was, was something that coach Katz brought up was the misconceptions about these programs. Um, and, and I just want to start off the, you know, the misconception about postgrad or junior college is that it's a lesser option. And I think that's, that's the glaring one, right? You're getting recruited to, um, you know, a D2 and a junior college, or you've been messaging with a, a division three school and you've been in talks with two different postgrad programs. Um, you know, I think in our minds, we have this kind of hierarchy uh, at the elementary level that it's NCAA division one, then division two, then division three, then there's NAIA, then there's junior college, D1, D2, D3, and then postgrad. And in reality, that's not at all how it shakes out. Like I mentioned, there are there are junior colleges and even some some postgrad programs who are going to beat NCAA teams or NAIA teams. Um, it's just the reality of it, and and kind of the the misconception there is that you know because it's on that mental ladder, like ah, I think I'm better than that. Um, I, I don't think I need that. I have coached some kids at the at the postgrad level who, um, and I I have personal friends who went to play at junior college who. Are so much better than some guys who went to play division two um, or played for better programs that were division two, II, division three, or even some mid-major division one programs. Um, so coach Porter, I'll let you start off with this one and, and just kind of, you know, the misconceptions about these programs. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head and I'll even take it a, a step further in that um, a lot of NCAA division two schools scrimmage, um, JUCOs in the fall. And a lot of times those JUCOs boat race the four-year school um, and are running out multiple arms. You know, when I, when I coached at Texas A&M International, you know, you, you get four, four exempted scrimmages, three or four exempted scrimmages in Division Two in the fall. And we would play junior colleges and, you know, you see 90-plus, like, of every guy they're getting run out there. So, um that is definitely a common misconception. Um, I think it also depends – the misconception also depends on the area where the player's coming from. So if a, if a player's in the Southwest, if a player's in Arizona, player's in Texas, player's in California, you know, they know that – they know what really, really good junior college baseball looks like, obviously. If you grow up in an area and there aren't a lot of junior colleges around you, then you, you, know, then you don't really know. Um, you know, here – where I'm at right now in West Virginia, you know, with Potomac State, which is a legit JUCO, you know, so, um, but there aren't very many more around us until you get down into North Carolina or Tennessee or Virginia. And there are some in Ohio as well. So I think it's all about, you know, what you know. You don't know what you don't know. 
And I think the misconception is unless you're really around it, you may not, you may not think that it's, you may think it's a lesser option. I, I totally agree. Um, you know, you got, you got so many options out there and, and so much information, it can be overwhelming, but yeah, you don't know what you don't know. Uh, cats, what would you add to that? I think one of the misconceptions that I hear a lot is that the junior college or I mean, maybe post-grad too, but the junior college specifically can't provide as good of a college athletic experience from a facilities and resource standpoint. And that's just not true anymore either. If you look at some of the, some of the facilities and, and resources that these junior college programs have, they're, they're better than some mid-major division one programs. And, you know, we had, we had Josh Kime from Blackhawk college on the last roadshow and they've got a, you know, $14 million project for their for their stadium and and you know you look at what iowa western has in terms of their indoor space and their their facility and so that's one for me is that you know sometimes those facilities are, are even nicer so um that's a big common misconception that i hear is that they just can't provide as good of a, a college experience and that's just not it's not true anymore yeah i think that goes hand in hand with you don't know what you don't know right people just have this idea in their head and they run with it instead of simply talking to the coach or talking to a player there or even just Googling it, right? You, you think, um, you know, Blackhawk College is, is a great example. You got some, some D1s in that area, and you might just think, you know, those are obviously the better program. But if you look at it, you know, the facilities are, might be better. The coaches may have been around longer. There, there are so many factors there that you truly don't know what you don't know, and I think that's um, – how many times do we, do we say that, right? That's kind of the reason that, that companies like Sports Force exist and advisors exist because there's so much misinformation and there's so much to know um, that it's hard for, for athletes and, and parents and these families to, to know everything. You don't know what you don't know. So, Coach Rowlett, I'll let you uh, weigh in on the, on the misconceptions as well before we wrap it up here. Yeah, goodness, there's a, there's a good amount, I feel like, mostly in, in, in post-grad because not many people have experienced it, as I think we have alluded to so far. Um, but people like to guess at really what it is, right? And they don't, they're like, oh, it's just this and that. But, you know, I'll start off with the competition. Um, if, if you were to look at our schedule from last year, and we actually have about 75% of our schedule posted for 2023 on our website, right, we're playing – these really, really good junior colleges. And from my experience here, they don't play their twos and threes. <laughs> we played uh, been a five-game stretch last year. In one week, we didn't see a fastball under 90. You know, And, and so the competition is very good. That's, that's one thing I always want to get across when, once you come here. Competition is really good, and the facilities are, are you know, especially here and some other uh, postgrads across the country, they're, they're extremely good. Um, you know, we train out of – a professional facility called Exos. If you've never heard of Exos, it's the leading like combine um, trainer. So about 75% of the first two rounds train there. A lot of big leaguers go in the off season, different things like that. So, you know, our facilities can be really good. And that's, that's for postgrads everywhere. Um, and then it's like, man, well, these postgrads just play these JUCOs to get, and they just get creamed, you know, but over the first year to the second year, we saw a huge jump. And, you know, just for us, we were able to start out the year seven and zero. Uh, playing against, I think, three of those wins were nationally ranked teams. So, uh, you know, the just come see for yourself is always what I would say. So, you know, we work really hard to, to come up with a great product for our players. And if you put the players first, then I think that's really what will always come out of it. But uh, definitely those uh, are definitely misconceptions. And, and the last one would be that we just put our players somewhere so that we could do it. And I think for those who've listened 
uh, through the entirety of this. We really care about where we put our players and having success um, through that. And then once they leave PGS or any good post-grad, right, that relationship's not over. So if they go to a, uh, you know, a junior college or they go to a school and their coach leaves and they're like, now what do I do? We're always there to help them. So those are a couple of the things for sure. Yeah, Coach Rowlett, everything you said there just kind of goes back to a statement you made earlier, right? Make sure this, the program you choose is investing in you uh, before you decide to invest in them. And I, I think you've kind of shown that that's, that's what you're about at PGS. And I think that's what, what players should look for. I, I think that's important, right? What, what are they investing into you versus, you know, do they just want you as a, as a body? Um, I, I think it's such an important piece. And you kind of talked about the competition was a, a big piece of, of something people don't know. And kind of brings me back to Coach Porter, what you said uh, about, you know, the competition when you're coaching a Division Two, and, and the term you used, which I love, is got boat raced by, uh, by these, some of these junior college programs. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's uh, that these are truly better teams? Do you think it's a mindset thing? Why do you think that that, that level of competition was, was so different in that atmosphere? So, JUCO, you know, I think junior college recruiting, um, obviously, it's a little bit different. The academic standard, standards are a little bit different than the NCAA. They're, they're able to give more scholarships than NCAA Division II schools. So, you know, if we had nine scholarships, but maybe we were allotted nine, we only had, you know, uh, you know, four or five, you know, probably at the time. Um, and a junior college has – over 10 and I don't know the, the exact number now but I think it's actually over 20 in division one juco uh, scholarship wise and correct me if I'm wrong but you know or tuition waivers or housing waivers so we talked about the affordability of your college right so if you have a kid that is a very very good player uh, you know has his options open good junior college they're able to go there maybe cost free for two years right and, you know, you know, develop and, and go on to the next level. So I think the tools for junior college to recruit some really good kids that are really talented are, are in place, you know, as, as well. And then, you know, there are some very, very strong conferences across the country as well. So, you know, I, I, I think being able to go to some, a kid's house and say, hey, here's a, here's a waiver. We'll get you to 90 plus. We're going to take care of you. We're going to develop you as a person as a student and all that stuff. I think that that's, you know, um, that's very attractive to a good player. And then as opposed to maybe coming out of high school to saying, Hey, I'm going to have to pay, you know, 15 K out of high school, you know, um, and get into a little bit of debt. So I think that that plays into it as well. So um, the, the recruiting is a little bit different. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, you know, it's the, the recruiting's a little bit different. And in, in my experience, it can be a different mindset too, right? And like I said, we all kind of have this hierarchy in our mind of what we think, you know, who should win that game? You know, everyone thinks, well, a Division two ranks higher than a junior college. So the Division two school should win that game. Um, and whether that's true or not, which I personally don't think it is, and I, I, would, I would think everybody on this call would agree with me that that's, that's not how that's laid out regardless that's that's in people's minds and so when a junior college rolls into a division two they have one thing on their mind we want to prove that wrong you know we have a different mentality we are here for a different reason um and, and we we are coming in to win this game 
we're a division two and, and coach Porter, not indicative of your program and the way you run things at all. Uh, just a generalization of, you know, there might be a little bit of, Hey, we're supposed to win this game. You know, we're, we rank higher than them. And, uh, and that's where things kind of change. And that's what can kind of open people's eyes a little bit there. So no, I, I, I totally agree. I was just kind of curious to get your thoughts on, on why that might happen. Um, another piece that, that you brought up there was the, the scholarship part of it. Um, and we'll just kind of leave that as a, a little bit of a teaser. That is something I will dive into a little bit more um, in the master class coming up this Tuesday um, is kind of the scholarships available in these, in these alternative programs being uh, junior college and post-grad. Um, you know, there's, there's different rules all over the place at different levels, but um, you know, another misconception is that, you know, you play junior college, there's no money in it. Um, that's, that's not the case. There are scholarships available at the junior college level, and that takes it from, you know, expensive to affordable to free in some cases. So, um, if you're interested in hearing more about that, please, um, you know, go ahead and, and find that tweet that I sent out would have been uh, probably about 20 minutes ago from the sports force account. Uh, we will dive into that in a master class this Tuesday evening hosted by yours truly. Um, we're at the hour mark here. I want to see if, uh, if our panelists have any parting shots here before we take off. I don't want to take up too much of anybody's time here on a Sunday evening. So, Coach Katz, we'll start with you. Any, uh, any closing thoughts? First off, Matt, I think, I think you crushed it tonight. Um, you know, I think you did a really good job hosting this thing, and so um, I commend you for that. Um, but kind of final thoughts here. Um, Col- I know there's some college coaches on here listening. Um, if you guys are interested in learning more into how Sports Force can – help you and your program and how you can kind of get some inside information, um, feel free to shoot me a DM. Um, that's one thing that I've been kind of tasked with over the last couple of months is, is to start outreach with the college coaches and, and really getting sports force into their, into their brains. So um, feel free to shoot me a DM. But again, I think Matt, you, you crushed it tonight. I think uh, I thank our panelists for being on here and it was a really good one. Thank you very much, Jesse. I appreciate that. Coach Porter, anything you want to add? Oh, Matt, you know, great job, you know, um, and thanks for having me on tonight. This has been a lot of fun. Um, I, I just want to encourage everybody to look, look into the post-grad, look into the JUCO level. I, if I had those opportunities, especially the post-grad coming out of college 25 or coming out of high school 25 years ago, definitely something that uh, I would have considered. But, you know, uh, great job to everyone on here tonight. Coach, thank you very much. Really appreciate that. And it's funny you brought that up because I, you know, coaching at the postgrad I was at, um, I'd have those conversations with my assistant coaches when our guys would be out stretching before practice. And we would, we would have that same conversation, man, I wish something like this existed because I probably at the very least would have heavily considered uh, an option like this. So if you're, if you're out there now thinking even maybe, you know, you would consider it, please sign up for that, for that masterclass in a couple nights here, a lot of good information. Obviously, you're not committed to anything. It is a free master class, so um, a lot of lot of good information going to be shared there. Coach, thank you. Uh, Coach Rowlett, anything you would like to part with? I just want to thank you, Matt, for hosting, and and really do appreciate Sports Force for helping you know bring a light to what a post grad is. Um, you know, my my last you know I guess remarks would be you know if you're not sure of something, you're not you know sure what a post grad is, please please reach out, ask questions. Um, you know. We love to we love to talk about it, and just so everyone, every player, every coach understands what we are. Uh, our website, yeah, postgradsports.com. Come check it out. 
Uh, you can follow me or, or our Twitter. We'll get back with you if you want to uh, DM us, talk about it. But just really thankful uh, for the opportunity to be on and hope we can do something like this again soon. Awesome. Thank you so much, Coach. I, I want to thank all three of these guys for, for joining us here tonight. Uh, incredibly informative session. Uh, hopefully helpful to uh, some or all of you out there this evening uh, and got a little bit of insight into you know what these programs are at the junior college and post-grad level. So thank you to coaches Chad Porter, Jesse Katz, and Blake Rowlett for, for being on the evening. Um, it, w- it was an awesome session. Uh, with that, I will leave everybody with a reminder. Please sign up for that, uh, that master class coming up Tuesday night if this is something you're interested in. Um, it will be over Zoom. You have to register ahead of time. It is free. Uh, but you do have to get in there ahead of time. So with that, everybody, please have an awesome week. Uh, Happy Sunday evening. And hopefully we will uh, see everybody again soon. Thank you, guys. Thanks for being part of the Realities of College Recruiting podcast and our partner, Five Tool Baseball. You can easily subscribe on iTunes and check us out online at Sports Force Baseball for every past episode of our podcast. If you want to ask questions, share insights, and recommend future guests, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Force BB and Facebook under Sports Force Baseball. Be sure to join us on our next episode of the Realities of College Recruiting podcast. And remember, your college decision isn't a four-year one, it's a 40-year one.